guys, welcome back to another episode of the Truth and Transparency Podcast with your host, Brother X, and... The VV Cultured Scientist! Really? That, that's what we're doing every time? Of course, it's a part of my charm, and I mean, if you're listening to this, you're gonna get all of Tia. And you know, it is entitled <sighs> Truth and Transparency. This. Every time we do this, you make some noises, but... Apparently, you guys have let us know that you guys like the sound effects. So that actually leads me to my next thing. We want to let you know that here at the Truth and Transparency Podcast, we talk openly and honestly about different topics with both our guests, friends, family, and everyone in between. Now, we do want to let you know that we are currently on seven different recording platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. So check us out there with the Truth and Transparency Podcast. And we are currently and excitingly on social media. On Instagram, we are the Truth and Pod, Truth and Transparency Pod with the letter N instead of and. And then it's a capital T for truth, capital N, capital T for transparency, capital P-O-D. And then on Facebook, it's just the Truth and Transparency Podcast. And then we're also on Twitter, username the TNT Podcast 123. And the capital T in the the, you have a capital T N T P O D 123. And that's again on Twitter. Yep, yep. And we appreciate any follows that you can do. Please spread the word. We would like to build up our, you know, our listening. Mm-hmm. Our social media our presence. social media presence and our listening people. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think last time I looked, we were almost to 100 uh, likes on Facebook. And we have quite a bit of listeners. We're still figuring out our way through things. But any subscriptions, comments, ratings, uh, shares is greatly appreciated. That's how we grow. And let us know what you guys think. If you have any opinions or suggestions that we can do, we are open to advice and things like that. And just, you know, work with us. Mm-hmm. Because we can only improve our podcast based on the feedback that we receive. So we don't want to have any crappy things. Um, shout out to those who've already given us feedback. Um, with that and all the housekeeping out, out the way, we actually want to actually get into our icebreaker. Bam, 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 bam. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I, I, I put myself through this every episode. but oh. It's right. a super fight. It's a super fight. It's about to be a super fight. All right. So, if you can't catch on by my co-host's um, song right there, we're actually going to do our superhero fight. for. So, this is the third time we're doing this, so you should hopefully know by now because you should be listening to all the episodes. If you haven't, go back and listen to episode two till now. And again, a super fight. If you ever hear our podcast and would like to sponsor us, we are totally open I, because we advertise super fight consistently. I mean, I'm just saying, man. It, we we your number one supporters, man. I, I'm just saying, put, put, put your boy and your girl on, man. But just as a quick reminder, in Super Fight, it, the goal is for two people to argue who will win the fight based on the cards that they receive. They have one white card, which is their character, and two black cards, which are their abilities. One that they've chosen and one that is randomly given to them, which is usually nine times out of ten something that is a curveball <laughs> that kind of messes them up. And sometimes in those rare cases, that's actually positive, as you hear my co-host laughing, so I'm assuming she has hers. So we've already picked our cards, but we haven't shared what we have so far. So I will tell you guys what I, who my fighter is, and then she'll tell you who's her is. And then you guys can let us know on social media, in the comments, on Apple Podcasts, who you think actually won the fight. We're actually going to do 30 seconds for each person, too, and those are uninterrupted. I also want to point out that I was only laughing because I was thinking about past games we've played and how that random black card literally can just be 
like anything off the wall and crazy. And yes, it can be helpful, but yes, it can be bad. And it's so much fun. I did promise that I would be on the next one. Um, I know I kind of said it would be on the next podcast, but we're not worrying about that. So, with that being said, we're actually going to introduce our fighters. So, I will go first. So, my fighter, for those who are listening, is an assassin. An assassin that is armed with a shrink ray and has the ability to summon an army of internet trolls. It's pretty much almost like 90% of the internet, but that's true. That's the topic for another day. Right. So, who do you have, culture scientists? <laughs> I have a soccer mom. Oh. That is where, um, wait. It's piloting a drone. Okay, piloting a drone. An attack drone. An attack, okay, an attack drone. Just make sure everybody heard that. And then, for my other um, attribute card, it actually said... Draw a new character card with one new attribute as your sidekick. Mm -hmm. So my sidekick is Homer. Okay, Homer. Wearing a robot exoskeleton. Ah, okay. So if you didn't hear it the first time, I have an assassin armed with a shrink ray and can summon an army of internet trolls versus versus a soccer mom wearing a robotic exoskeleton and has a sidekick with Homer and is piling an attack drone. Sorry, I had the attributes switched when we picked them out. I'm sorry. It's supposed to be mine again. It's a soccer mom wearing a robot exoskeleton and my sidekick is Homer piloting an attack drone. Okay. Alright, so with that, we're actually going to set 30 seconds on the clock. I will go first since I haven't gone on the podcast just yet. And when those 30 seconds are up, that's it. I can't try to add on to my story. And then you guys can only pick who wins in the fight based on the arguments. Not who you may think by yourself, but based on what we actually said. So, I'm going to start in 3, 2, 1, boom. Alright, so the reason why my fighter, the assassin armed with a shrink ray and can summon an army of internet trolls will win is the fact that, one, an trained assassin can literally... Their whole job is to kill people. Their whole job is to win in the fight. Their whole job is to do it secretly. So, since you have a soccer mom, soccer moms are basically going to be too busy complaining to the managers and being Karens. And on top of that, they actually are... Oh, hold on one second, guys. I just realized that I put 30 minutes and not 30 seconds. <laughs> so, I'm going to pause and I'm actually going to start over. What? For you, you might not even hear this. We're just going to edit this out later. All right, but what we, let me get 30 seconds on the clock. Please, I'm right. ready. All right, so here we go. Three, two, one. So the assassin's actually going to beat the soccer mom with the exoskeleton suit, and Homer, who's attacking the drone pilot, uh, attack, uh, drone, <laughs> attack drone, by simply shrinking Homer and the attack drone to its molecule level where it actually can't affect him anymore. It's actually erased from existence. It's the size of an atom. And then with the soccer mom, he is trained to kill. So he can basically attack the mom when she's actually not in the exoskeleton suit or while she's watching her son's soccer game and she's not actually paying attention. All right. So that was mine. 30 seconds. Culture scientists, are you ready? I was ready. All right, here we go. Three, two... One, go. Yes, you are correct. Soccer moms are a cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs a good amount of time. 
but yet they are moms. Moms are super women, super, super amazing, and all the above. So with her exoskeleton, they might actually, we might be living in new times, right? She might have a special skeleton suit, and she's able to fight that off into a warrant. And with Homer, using the, the attack drones, is watching and watching, and you cannot attack because they will stop before you can actually attack them or not. Um, and yeah, her exoskeleton suit warrants, and she's time. Spicy. All right. So what y'all? Thirty seconds is really not a lot of time. I, uh, well, I think you you exhausted some. Ready. You are exhausted with some of your energy because no. what y'all didn't see is man, Tia, our, the coach decides that she loves talking and expressing using her arms and everything like this. Mind you, she almost hit the mic, but we're not going to talk about that. Yes, she did, but. We, we, we love her anyway. So you guys let us know who you think won in the fight. Either the assassin with the shrink ray and the internet trolls or the soccer mom with the exoskeleton suit and Homer who is a piloting a tactron. Now, we actually want to bring back another one of our favorite segments or one of our newer favorite segments, which is I just think it's funny with our culture scientists. So what do you think is so funny today? Well, there's like a multiple things. And usually I think it's funny is something that has triggered me or has bothered me mm. at some point in time. Okay. Um, and this week there has been multiple things that have, you know, triggered me. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of them I was I would like to say is that triggered me is um business essentially when, okay. you're, when you're trying to run a business mm-hmm. and you explain and you give a date and then you get asked prior to the date for some more information or um an estimate mm-hmm. and I, but it's not the date that it's already happened so i'm upset not because the question was asked but because you're asking for an estimate when i've already given an estimate and you need to be patient. Mm-hmm. Then maybe the day, if I'm late, maybe, or it's the day of, and you are really anxious and you want to know a specific time, mm-hmm. maybe, then I can give you an answer. But don't ask me the day before that I told you what I'm going to give you. Mm-hmm. It frustrates me. And I try and be professional. And, hey. you know, this is when I have to call Malcolm and have him. I'm like, look, this is what I want to say. Is <laughs> this appropriate? Because... I was about to be unprofessional. And I think that's the key word right there, just to kind of have a whole little side tangent. Let me make something very clear. Professionalism isn't just for the person that is providing the service. Professionalism is also meant for the person receiving the service. You can you can articulate your wants and desires for a particular service being done for you in a fashion that is both professional and respectful. Because remember, at the end of the day, we are still people outside of what service we are providing for you or the ones being provided to you. Correct. So if you want to get out of pocket, please be aware, sometimes people got the verbal hands and you're going to get the beast by Dre. Verbally, of course. I definitely recognize. So, of course, after I wrote up something, and it is true what they say. If you write out what you want to say, it actually might make you feel better. But my friends today, the, um, I called multiple people because so, I needed to met before I responded. Especially the following response after I gave the proper response. The response that was given to me was followed. Well, I'm not even gonna, we're just going to say there was a ugh in the response. And that caused me to black out momentarily. Mm. And I had to, that's when I had to put my phone down and say, you know what? 
I need some help. So I called everybody else and vented everybody else to get some advice because I know that I can be hot-headed. But however, in that moment, mm-hmm. I will say it's a good thing because I learned where I felt, where I was wrong. So I learned my mistake in it. But at the same time, that particular person was more wrong than I was in that moment. Mm-hmm. And that's not, like, I own my part in it. But I gave you a specific date. Mm-hmm. You can wait till that date. Right. But next time, I'm going to give a longer date. And then if you get something early, surprise! Yeah, man. And I think, again, since we're on this little tangent, and just explain that you got to understand, especially newer businesses or businesses in general, and I'm learning this more now that since I'm on the other side of photography, shout out to Faith, Grace, and Mercy Photography hey. on Instagram, Facebook, and all the other places, and Moments by T. Marie on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the things. So just know that when people are working on a business, especially when we also have other professions that we are doing and this is not our sole focus, you have to learn to give a work and focus in grace and understand that, yes, we are providing a service, and yes, sometimes you may want it a little bit sooner, but if the level of communication and things that were put into place aren't that weren't super detailed to begin with, or you ask last minute for a service to be provided, please understand that an inconvenience for you is not a, a priority for us in some cases. And we're still going to work diligent and hard, but as of right now, I love love doing my my photography. I love doing my um, I love doing the podcast. I love all my side things. Mm-hmm. However. I still have a full-time job. Hey, um, talk I about still it. have a, expectations of my job. So if I tell you a date, there's a reason why I'm giving you a particular time frame. Right. Please understand that I am working to give you as much as possible. And I recognize that as of currently, mm-hmm. my prices are a little bit on the lower end. Mm-hmm. Um, so it feels sometimes, not all the time, but it feels like sometimes, you know, you they're saying you give an inch, people take a mile. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it feels like um, sometimes. But, um, and then I just want to also point out, um, every time uh, something that bothers me, and mm-hmm. I need to get this off my chest. Go ahead, talk for, about it. For all my women out mm-hmm. there, this is for my ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's annoying. This is, sorry, let me make sure I say this correctly. This is in support of my ladies. And this is for everybody who asked the question. We wonder where you're going with this. Go on, keep talking. Every time a person is sick to their stomach or is puking or something's going on with their stomach, mm-hmm. it does not mean that lady is pregnant. Why are you looking at me when you say that? Like you assume it's that it's me. It's not you, but you're the only person I can look at right now. Well, I mean, we don't want in the room, but that's, so that, that's kind of hurtful. I be doing that, do what I? What I find funny is that that's a thing. Uh-huh. That no matter what happens... Uh-huh. Don't worry, I'm going to talk to my therapist. That becomes okay. a thing. And, like, so I switched my antivirals recently, and it's mm-hmm. been not... It has not been a fun trip. And I understand, logically, the question, oh, are you pregnant? Um, and the answer definitely is, no, I am not. about to say, Just mama so scientist? Before, you know, for, mama all, ex, for everybody please? out there nope. who's mm. asking, when is... When is um the, the culture scientist and, and um brother X brother X popping out babies? Not for a while, everybody. I was like, hold on. For, for the record, not for a hold while. Hold on. For all those internet people and all that stuff, we're gonna we gonna get real death row on it. Hey, stay out her ovaries. You know uh, who you are. <clears throat> you know your name. I'm about to say I, <clears throat> I call names, but we protect the innocent right now. But you're not really innocent, so stay out her ovaries. I love you though. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> 
But for real though, mm-hmm. it's in general, it's not just everybody being everybody else's ovaries. It's mm-hmm. like the, the most famous question I hear people asking females, and not just me. Like mm-hmm. I hear it asked a lot, and it's it is a little now that I've experienced it, it is the most frustrating thing. Especially when I'm trying to like just take my medicine and eat, and I just want to eat. That's you all. you you're just trying to live. Now. I'm just trying to live. That's I was like, I gotta take care of me. How am I gonna take care of a little person? Right. You know. But shout out! It is now um, November seventeenth, Tuesday, going on officially two weeks on this medicine. And today I woke up fine. Woo! Random keep, sound effects that I won't add. Woo! I need for this to uh, stay like that. But yeah. So that's that is. Um, Share, um, that is, I just think that's funny. A little longer than normal, but yeah, man, Sorry. hey, you got to talk your truth. With speaking of truth, we're actually, hey, look at that transition. We're actually going to do another same. I'm renamed it based on some feedback that I received. We're actually going to call this Share a Truth with the Class. And this time, the coach of science is actually going to explain how we're going to do it this week. So, um, one of my, um, one of our listeners mm-hmm. um, pointed out that we never actually gave you a snippet of who we are. Um, so... Because we don't want you not to be in this We, we gave y'all that. bits and pieces as we talked because that's kind of... That, that basically describes who we are as a nutshell. It, it is more organic that way. It's, it's who we are. But we figured that this week, since it is just us, um, since we started the podcast, we've had multiple guests mm-hmm. on. And since it's just us two, this will be a good time um, to learn about your host a little bit. Um, and shout out to um, the podcast that actually gave me the idea mm-hmm. to run it this way. And that is, um, I love listening to this podcast because it's very, um, it's wonderful. If you give me one second. Because I just, say, take time. I just decided to uh, pull it up. I'm about to say. But it is yeah. a, it is a uh, classmate of mine. Mm-hmm. Shout out to um, No Context. It is a, po- uh, sorry, More Context. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a podcast, um, and I was listening to her podcast again, and she went through 15 facts about herself, oh. and it made me think about, let's do like a quick synopsis mm-hmm. of questions about us, so mm-hmm. um, let's get started. So, I'm with it. Um, what are our names? Uh, well, I won't give you my full government because you're oh, the first no. watching. No, we can't have that. No. So, I'm Malcolm. You guys have probably heard it multiple times. We yes. do... Uh, a challenging job of keeping that in the wraps, uh-huh. and she is. I am Tia, and I, you know, I go by multiple nicknames. You know, TTT Bug. Um, shout Tia. out to Kalina. Um, Tia, which is my friend. Shout out, shout you. I bet um, you know what it is. Tia. <laughs> That's gonna be a sound effect later. <laughs> oh Lord, you, we need to get them to record it. <laughs> ah, of course, of course, we will. Um, be on the lookout for that. <laughs> so, um, and then let's. Let's let's say let's talk about our age, our hometown, and our professions. I guess. Oh, where, where are we doing all that? Well, all just right. you know, just a quick. Okay, okay, okay. What do I, what I learned is like for me, it's called the HU uh, introduction. So or the elevator pitch. Oh, the the elevator pitch. We'll look at that way. So I am freshly thirty years old. I'm originally from Charlotte, North Carolina. I am a elementary PE teacher residing in Bull City. Durham, North Carolina. Bull City. Shout out to the bull. <laughs> All right, and with Tia, she is. I'll let her. I'll let her say it. Of course. Well, else what? 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 what I forget. <laughs> Nothing. You sure? I can. I can. You know. I, I, I'm trying to be a good host here. I know. I see, know. She. She always be picking on me, man. She. She be mean to me. I. I just need y'all to know that. Man. She right. be bullying me when we down on the mic. Anyways, 
I am I'm 31 years young. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an August baby through and through. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out August babies all day. Oh. I am originally from New Jersey. I like so what I like to say is I was born in Jersey. Mm-hmm. I was raised in Vegas, and before mm-hmm. my friend building needs a comment or on me. this podcast or, or me. Malcolm. Mm-hmm. I actually am from a town called Henderson, Nevada. Mm-hmm. But you would never know the difference if you came. My high school is in Vegas. I live, you know, everything mm-hmm. I do is in Vegas. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Mm-hmm. So for my but, friend's but, purposes. But, but, but what does the mail mailing address say? It is Henderson, Nevada, people. I, see, the first thing about accepting a problem is that's they, just like saying, oh, um, like when people from Raleigh, they say I'm from. Um, when people from Cary, they say they're from Raleigh, Durham. No, you're not. You're from Cary. I mean, hey, I want everybody to speak their truth and be honest. But, but... I don't care enough. So, you know. But anyways, like mm-hmm. I was saying. Uh-huh. I was born in Jersey, raised in Vegas, and I like to say that I became an adult in North Carolina. So uh-huh. I live in Durham, um, and I am currently, I am a scientist, if you have not gotten by my name by now. I mean, I don't know how you um, couldn't, but hey. <laughs> um, and I am currently studying um, human papillomavirus. Ah, all right. So I guess another. You know, like for the commercials, I want to be one less, one less. Or mom, dad, did you know that virus? If you just didn't know what that virus was, yeah, it's not funny, but it's the best way for me to give an example. No, I mean, what the I mean, virus it, it, I hey, if it works, it works, man. I'm all for and it. And no, I cannot explain COVID to you. Please do not email us about that. We we Currently. are not a reputable source for that at this moment. Do not ask me about what they're doing in education at your child's school. You need to contact your principal or your school district, not me. I work in one district that does things one certain way. But moving on, we're going to look at some of these questions that we kind of were able to find and going to go through. So I'll start reading off the first one. Number one, what do people do that make you angry? (laughs) Let me see. Um, I don't, I like to think that I don't actually necessarily get angry. Mm -hmm. I like to think it takes a lot for me to actually get angry. I get more frustrated and I get more upset. Mm-hmm. But for me to get angry, angry, you literally had to. So disrespect is one. If you constantly or being dismissed, mm, that's um, a real one right there. It, and it, it does make me angry. But you have to be extremely close to me mm-hmm. for me to actually get angry. Uh, Usually, it's more like a frustration than anything. Gotcha. Okay. Your turn. Um. Oh, I'm sorry. I, 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 I thought we were just going tit for tat. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. You gotta answer it too. All right. I got you. So, what makes me angry? Um, When people don't say true to the word. If they're going to say they're going to do something and you commit to doing it, then they don't do it. And then they are surprised when you call them on that or you try to hold them accountable for it. That probably makes me angry. Um, Things that don't make logical sense. It is very painfully obvious to the people around me and to my co-host that I'm a very logical person. Okay. When things don't make sense and I'm not, and when people give me an explanation and it still doesn't make sense, then I start to get angry because it's like, but why? It, it doesn't. It seems very asinine. That's a good word right there. You can use that if you want to, but just it. If you're gonna do something, make it make sense. Like I like to use a phrase sometimes. Like if you're gonna do wrong, do it right. Like, make sure that you have good, valid reasoning behind the actions that you do, because if not, it lacks integrity, and it just it just drives me angry. It drives me wild. Let's see. Oh, okay. So, 
I was going to skip this one around, but I'm going to ask, what do you not feel guilty spending money on? Why do you not feel guilty spending? <laughs> See, you're wrong with that because I know exactly which one you're thinking about. Anything that involves athletic wear or sneakers or tennis shoes, yes, I have a lot of athletic gear. I'm a PE teacher. Technically, I could probably write it off on my taxes, but I ain't talking about that right he now. He literally says, yes, I am a PE teacher. That is his lo- That is his reasoning. It is very valid for reasoning. Multiple, for multiple things. So you might hear him periodically say, yes, I am a PE teacher. It's one of his sayings. Hey, so. I just got to let you know. If you're wondering why, if you ever meet me in person, I don't know how that would happen. But you'll notice I wear very comfortable athletic clothing probably 90% of the time. I would what, say, wait, hold on. What was that hmm for? I heard that. It was just hmm. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, I'm still going to tell my therapist I would about say, this. whatever. <laughs> I would say that I don't feel guilty about spending money on, like, self-care mm-hmm. um, and food. I really like to eat out, and it's a problem, so I'm working on that. Uh-huh. So what I'd rather focus more on is my money on my self-care. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking for a massage therapist, reach out to us. If you live in the Raleigh Durham area, mm-hmm. we have a massage therapist we can recommend to you. Yep, um, but you just, gotta hit us up in the. But email. you have to hit us up in the um, comment section, mm-hmm. or you can um, email us, or you know, hit us up on any of our social media. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, let's see. What's another question? How would your friends describe you? Talkative. <laughs> loud. Um, emotional. <laughs> Silly. Um. Smart, um, s- smart, dumb. I don't know how to describe what I want to say. Um, <laughs> textbook smart. Yeah, I'm textbook smart because just because I'm a scientist, there's often times where my friends are like, "What in the world?" Oh, well, sometimes that I am. <laughs> duh, weird. I'm very weird. I'm oh, okay with that. Most definitely, yes. Um, Super weird. She got a cape and everything. Caring. Um, and feel free, friends, to um, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. You can you can but, make you can make comments, and but I'm ninety nine percent sure these are things that I've I've heard over the years. And talking is is clearly the, the you know when they ask you when you're in. I used to go to summer camp a lot. Oh look, another fun fact about me: I used to go to summer camp a lot. Ah. And in that, they um, one of the things they is, camp salute your shorts. Describe no shout out to Camp Heartland Cam- now. Camp now known as One Heartland. Ah. Okay. Um, there's also other camps, but one one Heartland holds a special place in my heart. Thank you for allowing me to be me. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, oh, I got some stories about that, but that's for another podcast. <laughs> but yeah, then I forgot what I was saying. He distracted me. Anyway, <laughs> let's okay. move forward. Um, oh, I think answer. I'll answer oh, mine, and then we'll do right. one more Go question. Ahead, answer. All right. So I guess how my friends would describe me? Annoying. Mean. Very sarcastic, like obnoxiously sarcastic. I have very dry humor, very loyal, um, very uh, very supportive in my own way. Um, I think they would also say maybe that I'm a, I overthink. I'm overthinker. I can be a planner, but sometimes they'll also say that I need to learn how to relax more. I can be uptight. I could be a warrior and a stressor. So, our group of friends in in North Carolina, um, they refer to him as Daddy Malcolm <laughs> for for reasons because um yeah he acts like a father sometimes um and you know we get in trouble <laughs> sometimes 
Um, Hold on. Let me make this clear before anybody comes on the podcast or not comment saying something. I did not do it. I gave you fair warning. You know what I'm talking about. You <laughs> didn't listen. It is your fault that it happened. And if you really want to know about what happened, you're just going to have to find out another day if I feel like it. <laughs> but, um, so that's just a little bit about us. I guess we'll ask one more question. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Make it a good if one. If you were to win the lottery, what do you think you would um, buy first? What or, would would you, or would you do with the money? That's a better question. Um, Because of my faith, I would definitely tithe 10% of it. Shout out to the church. Shout out to um, my faith. Shout out to Watts Chapel Missionary Baptist Church in yes. Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, my home church. But I would tithe 10% of that just to go through that because of my faith. Um, Then, I guess the first thing I would... So we're saying what I would buy or what I would use it do Well, with the, the question reads, what would you buy? But uh, I guess what would you spend it on? Um, it's, well, I mean, I, it's the same concept. So. Well, I guess I would spend, well, spend a portion of it on um, my student loans and the culture scientist student loans. Because <laughs> Lord knows some things is, whew, um, that I just got depressed for a second. But um, <laughs> beyond that, I would honestly buy my immediate family a new house, new vehicles, and probably spend the rest on investing in my fraternity education and different um, social actions that I feel fall in line with my um, ideals. And I know that sounds generic, but I mean, I'm a very straight shooter. Uh, Most definitely with the the first thing would be paying off any debts. Mm -hmm. Um, Like Malcolm, like, like Malcolm said, sorry. Mm -hmm. We're just going to use our name for this episode. I have lots of loans. So the first thing I want to do is pay off my loans and any type of debt that I might have accumulated. Might go ahead and um, stock up on some medicine. <laughs> Keep it going. Please. Um, and if I could, um, I would really love to um, save a chunk for my our future business that I that we're brainstorming about. I about to say we can't let that um, out just yet, but yes. But I think uh, put a large chunk away for that. But, you know, because I want to give back to the community or people. So there's lots of people who can't. Um, for one, so I looked up for the cost of just my medicine alone, mm-hmm. it costs $3,000 for a 30-day supply. I'm sorry, say, Brit- Yeah. I'm sorry, what? For one pill. So I take one pill a day, mm-hmm. and without insurance, mm-hmm. the bottle alone mm-hmm. costs like- three, almost, basically almost $4,000 for a 30-day supply. All right, all right, all right. So, mm, wow, that is and that's been, crazy. And I have been extremely blessed all my life mm-hmm. um, to not necessarily have to want for my medicine mm-hmm. or need it for my medicine. So, I want to help those, like maybe you know, donate a little bit of money to helping those who need help paying for medicine that mm-hmm. they desperately need. And then, of course, you know, I want to. I recently just saw a cute little bar. That's in the backyard. Oh my god! And I'm a homebody, anyways. So I want oh I want to build a cute. See, she she wants a she, a she shed. A she shed barn, but I want it like an actual bar. Like it looks like if you were to go to a restaurant bar, but it's for us. See, she says that, but you want to know who's gonna end up having to maintain and run the bar? No, we're gonna hire somebody. That's how much money I would like to make in my future. Oh, wait. So just they just come whenever they be on call, or they just sleep in the she shed. 
Cool. You sure? I mean, I mean, we can put a little cotton there. We can take this futon and, and put it in there. <laughs> in T-Wave. With that being said, that's just a little bit about us. We might do that um, in the next couple episodes and try to answer a little bit more questions about us mm-hmm. so you can get to know your host a little bit better. Um, but um, let's move on to today's topic so we can touch on it and get oh, it. Oh, before you do that, we oh. actually do want to make sure we, we got a new segment. I know it sounds like we got a new segment every time, but hey, we knew it this. But I really want to turn it over to the culture scientists to bring up our first new dun, 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 dun. black business highlight. Um, so today what I'm going to do is I'm going to highlight one of our uh, beautiful black businesses. Hey. As well as. Support black business. Um, so shout out a podcast you should go listen to. So I think we'll, we'll, we'll from this point forward, we will provide you with a black business, mm-hmm. which can also, some of them also have podcasts, some of them do not. So, mm-hmm. with that being said, today's episode and black um, business highlight is brought to you by The Madison Remedy. The Madison Remedy is a black woman-owned, all-natural, handmade skincare company. We um, And they specialize in products to moisturize your skin and make you glow within. Shop their handmade products via their website, themadisonremedy.com but a little bit more about them is that they um, the reason why they fit well with our company is that the owner of the Madison Remedy believes in transparency and knowing what them what you put on your skin mm-hmm. as well as in your bodies um, so I felt like that was a nice thing she she clearly brings in the transparency aspect hey. that we want to so shout out to the Madison Remedy we actually um, have two products we have a body butter mm-hmm. and a body oil shout out to the drip 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 drip, um, drip and that drip. lip balm is real nice so hey. shout out to them so once again our black business highlight is the Madison Remedy um, and another highlight that I would like to point out as I stated earlier that mm-hmm. gave us um, the idea for today's get to know you um, section essentially right. is once again the podcast more context by by Brio mm-hmm. um, and you can find this on um, Instagram mm-hmm. and these are also you can find the podcast on Spotify as okay. well um, and not only does she has a podcast it's also called um, she also has um, a clothing line mm-hmm. and other things. Um, so yeah, go check her out on Instagram. Again, it's called More Context. Mm, okay. That's dope. All right. So we're actually going to transition. Um, I know if you clicked on this episode, you're probably seeing the title that has to do with, you guessed it, expectations. We did say back when we first talked about it, we were going to do a part two of this, and we finally asked you able to get to this with it just being us. Um, the culture scientist, in just as a moment, is actually going to kind of break down a little small recap of what we touched on mm-hmm. last. Okay. And then we'll actually get into some of the stuff that we didn't get a chance to the first time. So, really quickly, um, so we talked about expectations in episode two. Um, and what we basically covered was that we decided that there's an overreaching expectation about life and then this can be further subdivided into culture society and then once again it can be even more divided into family friends work love and all of this essentially is intertwining Mm -hmm. um and last time um um, what we talked about what we we focused more on our own personal expectations Mm -hmm. and what we expected for ourselves and what we've actually received during these times 
Um, and then we we also if we ended by emphasizing how all of this is again is intertwined. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, like for for me, one of the expectations is that I thought I would be married, have children, and be done with school by that by now. Mm-hmm. But in all reality, that's not how life works out. Um, that my favorite saying that I've been told a thousand times um, <laughs> is, as you're busy planning, God is laughing at your plans, essentially. Um, uh, 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 yes. Uh. So, you know, we have to kind of um, be able to mold. So we can pick this week's. We did not actually, um, we kind of we bumped around, yeah, we um, tapped on top of this, this, this week. Um, but just between... Um, between us two, mm-hmm. um, and we, I think the topic is gonna actually be focused on love, but the, more of like relationships in general um, mm-hmm. this time. Um, but if, with a focus on love, that, the aspect of love, mm-hmm. and how that how expectations play a role in that love, and how expectations can help cater towards love. So um, I don't know. Would you like to start that off? Yeah, I, I guess I can take a stab at it. Um, I guess when it comes to relationships and love. Um, you know, because we got to do this every podcast. Some of the earliest things that we learn at, to create as our expectations for love and what a relationship should look like is, for us, since we're 90s kids, uh, we, 90s, uh, 90s sitcoms. We look there to try to see, whole oh, how is the relationship supposed to look? What are, what everybody likes to call relationship goals. Which, side note, the more, once I'm on the other side, because some friends, not to, it, it's very unhealthy to, put anybody under the title of relationship goals um we i've been on the other side where i say certain groups certain couples are relationship goals and now that we've started to become the people who we hear that not to our own harm because our relationship is has its challenges i wouldn't say that people say we're relationship goals a lot of times we hear oh we love y'all oh, oh, like you're our fa- you're my favorite couple yeah. stuff like that. that that's true so i mean i think with that is just it puts a certain level of pressure Externally on us that we may necessarily not want to feel, at least for me personally. I mean, this podcast is called Truth and Transparency, so we this is what we are doing. We're going to be honest, regardless mm-hmm. of how some people may feel. Yeah. And just to kind of get back to my point is just that going from ninety sitcoms to things that our parents share with us, and I think when it comes to relationship, our expectations. I think I may have mentioned it in the first time we talked about it was our wants what do i what i expect from my partner it may can result from what i want to be to want to feel or how i want to be treated to feel whole and complete and be the best version of me possible and sometimes it takes multiple relationships and multiple situations to truly figure out what i want to expect and you also have the room to grow and that's to be like okay my expectations change like, I could expect when I'm younger that I want to have, like, in high school, I want the, the, the hottest cheerleader who's, like, super smart but super friendly but only into me just doesn't talk to a whole lot of guys and yada, yada, yada. But my expectations can change more to where are, like, my expectations can turn to, <clears throat> excuse me, can turn to, hmm, how do I put it? It turns to what's going to make me feel spiritually complete what's going to help nurture me what's going to help me grow equally yoked yeah equally yoked as our guest uh cousin simba shout out to him and the nurse joy but um with that we just we just want to we want to be able to have expectations and grow from that and 
learning what those expectations are takes a lot of work. It's not something that's easy. There's no checklist as we talked about last time on this topic. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with you on that. I think as we grow, I think not, to some extent, I'm jealous mm-hmm. of those people who seem to be able to find love early. Mm-hmm. I and, was too, yeah. And, or of those who find, because my understanding is that you're supposed to date for a while. Right. You're supposed to get to know each other. You're supposed there's a, there's there's thing there's an order to everything, of course. Right. Um. And as I've gotten older and as I've grown up, my bubble just literally got smaller and smaller, and it just then I one day it seemed to burst. Mm-hmm. And it sucks that my bubble has seemed to burst. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a part of becoming like you know becoming an adult mm-hmm. and. You expect this one thing of love from one type of person, but you won't know how to handle that until you're old enough. But some are lucky to find love in high school. Right. Shout out to the couples that I know. High school um, sweethearts Especially and all that. Um, one of my classmates, they just celebrated one of their anniversaries. I was oh. honored to be able to be at their wedding. Awesome. Um, yeah. And they, te- they, were, they were dated in high school. Now they are expecting their third child. I cannot be, I'm just ecstatic for them. Yeah. So again, when you speak on stuff like you said, relationship goals, I agree with you. It is unhealthy. And I am one of those people that will quickly, fast, and hurry be like, oh, that's one of my favorite couples. I, I'm guilty. I have favorite couples. Mm-hmm. And those favorite couples, they know who they are. Right. I tell them every opportunity I get. I let them know. But at the same time, now that I, like Malcolm said, I kind of understand, like, what does that mean when you tell somebody, oh my gosh, I love you guys. Like, I just, you know... I see, mm-hmm. but the well, I think what it is that we are seeing, mm-hmm. and what I can speak for myself is I see the love. Like right. I honestly can see the love, right. and I and that and that's that's and I I I I try to focus on not saying relationship goals. Right. I've changed it from I don't know if I've ever actually said relationship goals to mm-hmm. be honest. Right. But I know I've touched on I like that. And I like being able to see when a person truly is in love. And there's been, I have been blessed mm-hmm. with being able to see that. And again, I think on the podcast last time, I mentioned that in the last the episode about expectations, is that I've been told my expectations are too high. Right. Um, but um, I've been proven mm-hmm. time and time and time again that certain, ex- my, certain expectations about love mm-hmm. is is there. So like, I think marriage can work. I think love can work. But based on, you know, we've we have officially we've been together four years now. Pretty much, yeah. We've been living together about a year and a half. Yeah. And that first like us arguing Yo this, with this, the first man. year like I didn't I never felt we argued so much in dog, our life. That first six like that first three months of us dog, living together. Y- y'all might have not had a podcast the way that it, the way we used to have arguments. And the love but but you know that the love is there. Right. So the question and I can understand when people get like I question, I'm like, Oh my goodness, I there are times where I'm like, I cannot do this and not because I don't love but love him enough. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's that it's just like this is really hard. Dog. This is super hard. 
and, 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 and that's the thing that I, I I get with like talking about like the '90s sitcoms and with love and all that stuff. It's like it's almost like that fairy tale. It's like you see, oh, guy meets girl or girl meets guy. It's it's like you see the Lifetime movies or the Hallmark movies like on Christmas time. Which side note, this is something that I I never admit, but you can't hold me to this. I love Lifetime movies. They they're simple. They're like easy Apparently popcorn it's films. My fault. It is it, it is the culture scientist's fault. But the whole point is like you see. Guy meets girl, girl meets guy. They obviously have some attraction to each other. They go through some type of high point. They really about to kiss and yada Then you have the downfall and then you have the resolution where they're together. But then the movie ends and you don't see where the relationship goes from there. You don't get a fulfillment of it. And it almost pushes a narrative that is like, oh, once you fall, once you find your person or you fall, you think you found your person, everything is smooth sailings. Like and that and I think tied back Which to expectations. Which is naive for us to think. It is, and that, to tie back to expectations is that for us, we may expect that once I find this person that I like, that this person is already going to come equipped with all the things that they need to know to make me happy, to make sure to do the things that I need for them to do, all that stuff. A quote that I saw on um, Instagram or Facebook, one of the social medias, it was like, "There is a there is a young lady who stated that I shouldn't have to tell my man." Or my significant other, or my partner, what makes me happy, what I need, what helps to make me feel better, all these things. He should just already know. But you can't be a mind reader, dog. Like but I know we talked. We I, that's a lesson I think all of us had to learn. Oh yeah, and we're and we still learn it. Like me and and, and Tia really just um we we go through this in different times. Like we will have conversations and we'll be do better about communication, and then turn around maybe like three or four weeks later, we end up having the same conversation again. And it's not because we feel like the other person isn't listening. Sometimes a conversation happen, has to happen more than once to be a fresh reminder. So for us, we try sometimes. And it's draining. I'm not going to lie. It's oh, one it's of the most lot. draining things to do. But because we realize that for us, and like, again, we can only speak for us. Right. We realize that for us, we have to, unfortunately, have to keep having these conversations with the hope that it's moving us forward. Right. Because if we don't, what's what's going to happen? And like, what you said about the 90s sitcoms um, with the whole fairy tale thing, that I agree. So like, like I said, being told that my expectations are too high. I have been told like the whole, my expectations are more fairy tale like. Right. But like I said, I've been proven that it's possible. Right. But I, I recognize like, now that I'm old enough, I can definitely recognize where I have the, the fairy tale mm-hmm. expectations, and I am a hopeless romantic deep down inside, mm-hmm. and I. Although she said she's a thug, but we're not talking about that. And I love me. I love romantic things. I love romantic movies. I'm a person that will happily go see a rom com by myself. Oh, and gratefully. That is that is a thing. That's a part of my own personal self care. I like stuff like that. Yeah. But at the same time, like you said, like, is it? It is. It's. One of the relationships, like they, the, the, it is naive for us to think in general that, oh, everything is going to be perfect. And we know that. Right. So it's, it's annoying because it's not like we're dumb. It's not like we're not aware. Like we knew we, it was coming, but we still got surprised by it. It's like, you knew if you touch that stove while it's on, and it, it's going to burn your hand. But then you go ahead and touch it anyway, and then you're shocked that you got burnt. Right. And it's like, like you said, um, like you said about that post, like somebody's talking about on like, oh, this is what I expect of love on this. Like I expect him to know this. That's not fair. Right. 
Right. I need to tell you. So, like, what I've learned is, like, okay, I can't... You don't know my mind. Right. You you know me well. Like, trust me. I know you know me well. But mm-hmm. there are still stuff that I have to verbalize exactly. to you. And if you don't verbalize, um, where are you going to go? Communication, I think I've definitely learned communication is, a, is key. Right. And you need to be able to communicate, even if you agree to disagree in that moment. Communication right. is important. Um, and if you don't communicate, you're just going to constantly end up in a cycle. And you're right. going to get pissed off. And you're going to get emotional again. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. And, and then you're going to get mad all over again. And I can't expect for Malcolm to under, to know what triggered me in that moment. Right. So I've got, like, for example, this weekend, Malcolm said something to me mm-hmm. um, over the phone. And he it was basically like, we were he was joking. But it was like, okay, Tia, I said something. And I know when I'm right. And I know what I'm talking about. Oftentimes, when I know what I am talking about, mm-hmm. I don't like when people... So that's something that makes me angry. <laughs> Let's go back. Something that makes me angry is when I know for a fact what I'm actually talking about, and I know the details, and then somebody either dismisses me or they try to tell me that I'm wrong when I know that I'm right, it is, a, it is something that bothers me. Now, there's a, a double-edged sword to mm-hmm. that. A, you don't know maybe that triggered me. So I have to verbalize why that triggered me. Mm -hmm. And say, I don't like when you do this. And Malcolm's response to me in that moment was, okay, Tia. And although he was trying to be, to listen to me, and we talked about it afterward, Mm -hmm. his response was not, his goal was not to be dismissive, and his goal was not to hurt my feelings. His goal was to listen and not jump to a conclusion or voice his opinion. Mm-hmm. He just was trying to listen to me. But we were on video call, right. and his facial expression and the way he said it annoyed me, and it triggered me. And I was like, did this boy just dismiss me? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. And, like, that's something else that I think, personally, I have to work on is what triggers me. Right. And how do I handle it when triggered? Yeah, and I and I want to kind of take that and put a pin in it as well, and just kind of bring it back to Ooh, the overall. Triggers. Yeah, I bring just bring it back to this overall um, topic of expectations, and I think when we when you first start, I think when you start creating your expectations, I think to help kind of give us a little bit of focus, so we're not on here too long. Sorry, folks. No, I about to say we 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 gonna get the timing right eventually, but just kind of looking at when you start to look at expectations first. Obviously, you want to make sure that you have clear expectations within yourself of who you are and what you need in order to be the best version of you. Once you have that clear mind, then you are able to actually go and start to look for that partner or even be in position to receive a partner because that is such a big part. Figuring out your own internal expectations helps you to figure out what you may expect from others because once you meet that person or you meet potential suitors or people or, or companions or start to try to court somebody... You need to be able to know yourself, shout out to Drake, but you also want to be able to communicate that out to someone else. Like, just like in Tia's example, I didn't, like Tia recognized or Tia's learning to communicate her triggers to me. And one thing I'm having to learn and my expectation is I can't expect everybody to know when my I'm joking or dry humor and just because I've known this person for X amount of years that they just shouldn't, they should be able to tell you can't get settled in what you expect that person to be able to know because that person is always constantly growing and changing just like you are. So once you kind of start finding that person, you want to also look at 
what is the purpose behind the expectation you're setting for that relationship or that expectation in the relationship? If you're just setting the expectation that, oh, this person is going supposed to pay for everything or they're supposed to be the breadwinner or they're just supposed to do all the house cleaning and all those gender roles and things that people just naturally fall to, if you don't have genuine reason and explanation behind it and you don't communicate with your partner on that, then your expectation is just a checklist or is a lofty goal that if a person doesn't meet that, and I'm and I'm very much a uh, culprit of this, that then you almost are trying to check off and you're always, you're clocking your partner or the person you're courting, and then it's not is missing the whole intended purpose, and you want your expectations to be clear and the focus so that they know this is what they need from me, am I able to provide this for this person? If not. I need to communicate that out and we need to try to work together to resolve this to meet both my that person's expectations and your own. Yep. So you have to really look at what is this person exactly looking for? What is this person desiring? And those are and that's why a big part of give you some insight to more of our relationship, we probably spent the first 3 months of us knowing each other, courting, getting yep. to know each other. We spent time on the phone almost every night or a text message just kind of talking and getting to know each other and not just the basic get to know you questions but talking about past trauma talking about past relationships explaining what things that are non-negotiable non-negotiables all these things that are expectations that if i'm in a, going to be in a relationship and a partnership with you these are the things that i am looking for you to be able to both hold me accountable for and hold yourself accountable to in order for me to help be the best person to support you and for you to be the best person to support me. Yeah, and we revisit those. I would say we revisit conversations a lot. And as annoying as they can be, I think it's a good thing. Um, And I think if we're going to start trying to uh, wrap up this, I think, like I said, one of the reasons why expectations, the episodes... I think this is a good topic to continue. Right. So we will con- we will decide to continue this. And of course, love is one of those topics we can talk about mm-hmm. consistently. Exactly. So with I, what I would like to leave off with, um, mm-hmm. um, I guess we can... This can lead me into my transparent moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so my transparent moment for the week. Um, I guess we're still defining exactly what our transparent moment week will be. Mm-hmm. I can... I don't really have a goal necessarily, right. but my transparent moment is so. As we are recording this, shout out to my parents. They are celebrating forty-seven hey, years. Hey, black um, love is beautiful, marriage. yes, sir. Um, and I mean, I think it fits perfectly too because we're talking about love and expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I get a lot of my. There's certain things and expectations that I get from my parents. Mm-hmm. This is why I believe in love. This is why I believe. These things can work because I've watched my parents prove over and over and over like you can keep choosing love and put the work in and you will be able to make it work. And my parents have built a wonderful family and stuff like that. So I guess my transparent moment is how honored A, I am to be their child Mm -hmm. and B, I would like, you know, to take their lessons about love and putting in the work and, you know, applying it remembering it and applying it mm-hmm. to uh, almost everything I do, but especially our relationship. Absolutely. And I think for me, a transparent or a transparency moment may just be that learning and working on 
when someone tells you you hurt them, you trigger them, or you've upset them, making making sure my first, second, and third response is not to defend myself, but to listen to understand and not listen to have a response. Very often that I struggle with trying to be a problem solver that this person told me that this is wrong. I try, I'm thinking of a response to how to fix it before I even fully hear what they're saying. And then I miss the whole point and then I'm having to have them repeat it or I say something and then it doesn't really apply to what fully was said. So that's something that I know I want to work on for this week, both in relationships and in work and in society. I want to listen with the intent to understand better and to be able to acknowledge that, hey, sometimes I shouldn't be looking to have an answer. I should be looking to understand so that I can adjust what I'm doing. So with that, we're actually at the end of today's podcast. I actually want to remind you guys that we are on seven different listening po- uh, platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You can email us at the at truthandtransparencypod123 at gmail.com. You can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The links will be in the description. Um, we just want to say thank you guys for listening. Thank you for the support. It's been so wonderful to see all that. And if the podcast doesn't grow, then from us just being here, we just say thank you and we want you guys to be blessed. Take some time and talk with your friends or your significant other about these things that we talked about in the podcast. Let us know on social media whether you, you agree with us, you disagree with us, who you thought won the superhero fight, what you want to know about us. If you have any topics, we would love input. Don't worry, we kind of scour the social medias. But it's always helpful when you guys tell us what you want to hear because we want you to feel as much a part of this podcast as myself and the culture scientists is. Yeah, yeah. So with that, we're actually going to bring today's episode to a close. And with that being said, I am Brother X. And I'm the culture scientist. And we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace. She's still going, guys. She don't know I'm still recording. She's about to have her own album.